You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 53. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at Biosent, Inc., symbol RX on the TSX Venture, a specialty pharmaceutical company engaged in developing pharmaceutical and healthcare products. Its primary line, the Ferramax line, is an iron supplement. The company has been a microcap success story, rising from below the $1 mark to above $10. Our listener asks if we still like the stock. Our star of the week is Terago Inc. TGO is its symbol on the TSX. It operates five data centers serving 3,000 business customers across this country. However, it is its first mover advantage into the 5G spectrum that has driven almost all the 30% move in the past two weeks we've seen in the stock, making it our star. Finally, our dog of the week is Encana Corporation, symbol ECA on the TSX a leading North American diversified energy producer. The company recently reached an agreement to sell its San Juan assets located in New Mexico for $480 million U.S. Since the announcement, the stock has dropped over 16%. Is it an overreaction, or is this dog now an opportunity? Now let's dig into the show. I'm going to welcome back my co-host, Keystone Senior VP and Senior Analyst, Aaron Dunn. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Ryan. I'm doing good. Just just busy over here. Uh, a lot of research. We're putting out the cannabis report over the next couple of weeks. So 109 companies. Obviously, everybody's been hearing about uh, the legalization nonstop over the last two days. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to get that out. It will be of- for sure. It's, it, it, I think it's going to be a great basis to start looking at this segment. Uh, there's not a lot of fundamental value that we see right now. Uh, the, the fundamental value we're finding is just in really unique individual situations. And, you know, we should have a couple of recommendations over the next couple of months, new recommendations. And we continue to update all of our companies that are on our in our buy portfolios at present right now to clients after completing our seven city tour, which was very exciting. It was exciting. <laughs> For all of us, yes. Now, uh, we get into our Your Stock, Our Take segment. Uh, This question comes in from a listener. It is just signed as from the Aussie. So I'm going to assume this individual is Australian. So we're going to answer the question. The question is, Biosynth is a company you have profiled in your cash risk reports. The stock did very well, then has plateaued in its current range. What do you think of it now? Well, let's get into that. It's time we answer a question on your stock. In a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Biosent Inc., symbol RX on the TSX Venture, trades around 950, 930 in that range, $140 million market cap. What does the company do? Again, they're a specialty pharma company engaged in the de- development of pharmaceutical and healthcare pro- projects. 
or products, sorry. Its products include Ferramax 150, Cathagel Jelly, Ferramax Powder, Repigen, Prokitis M, Agulent Systems, and Sysview. The company, through its subsidiary sources and acquires or in-licenses pharmaceutical products and markets these products throughout Canada specifically. Now, the key points here to look at on this stock, uh, it's what has it done in terms of revenues in its last quarter? There's a 5% increase up to $5.91 million. Net income came in about around 5 to 4-5% up at or $1.62 million. And adjusted EBITDA was up 2%. So not a ton of growth in that quarter. Uh, but ha- there has been consistent growth in this business over the long term. Uh, and over the last just three years, you've seen compound annual revenue growth rate of just around 19%. So that's pretty solid growth there for this business. Uh, the balance sheet here is great. There's no debt, and it has cash and cash equivalents of around $21 million or $1.45 per share. So on a valuation biz, uh, basis, uh, is it looking good in this range? Now, the stock trades at around 21 times earnings when we remove that cash. This is not exactly cheap and is slightly more expensive than the market. Uh, the growth historically has been above the market level, but uh, we saw, again, that slowdown in growth in the last quarter. Is there anything to explain this? Well, we look at uh, the company's MD&A and find out that the slowdown in the quarter was largely explained by a drop in international sales, which for this company can be volatile. In fact, international sales for the quarter decreased 31%. Uh, that was because of a shipment that was originally scheduled for that quarter. It was held back and it was shipped again subsequent to the end of the quarter in Q3. So there should be better international sales in Q3. They can be lumpy. The Canadian pharmaceutical business, which is the core business, rose 16%. So the growth there was decent. Now, if it, you know, right now it's growing its earnings around 15%. Uh, if it could creep those earnings growth up level to the 20 25% range, we would give the stock serious consideration. As is right now, we think it's trading at around fair value, so we'd have a hold on it right now. We'd also like to see further diversification from its high, away from its fi, our highly successful Ferramax iron supplement line. Uh, again, keep that, prog, uh, uh, that product chugging along, keep the growth there, but it is a huge percentage of the overall revenues. If they can have some product diversification, which is happening now, it's just still not a, a, a large part of revenues. If we can have that, then it wouldn't be a one-product essential company, essentially. So we'd like to see that diversification, and that would uh, help it move into the buy range that we'd like to see for it. I suppose one thing you'd like to see, Ryan, would be for them to employ that cash into maybe an acquisition by, it's a good point. by another yeah. product and, and diversify that way. Yeah, and, and you know, I think they're do- at some point they may do that. Uh, at some point they may employ that cash. I think they're prudently building up that cash right now. I don't think they believe that there has been anything out there that uh, is in a you know very attractive range. They've made some product acquisitions, but uh, not a major product acquisition. So at some point, you could see them employing that cash, and then the earnings could uptick based on that, and that would be a driver going forward. I'd rather have the cash on the balance sheet than this have this company heavy, heavily laden in debt, but at some point, they have to employ that, and it's a good point you make. Be nice to see Yes, for sure. So do we want to look at our dog of the week next? Sure. Why don't we do the dog next? 
From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Dog. So our Dog of the Week is Encana Corporation. The symbol is ECA on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Trades for $14.47, has a $13.7 billion market cap. So the stock has come down about 16% over the last couple of weeks here, uh, trading right now about 1450 as I said. So in Canada, is a, is a leading North American energy producer. They, they have uh, energy production assets throughout North America, and that includes both natural gas, natural gas liquids, and crude oil as well. So what is, uh, what is causing the, the company's woes right now? Well, on October 1st, Encana announced that its wholly owned subsidiary had reached an agreement to sell its San Juan assets located in New Mexico for $480 million. Uh, since that announcement, the stock has dropped about 16%. No other updates have been announced. So just taking a look at Encana's recent financial performance, it's actually been pretty strong. They put out their, their second quarter uh, report in August. Cash flow from operating activities was $475 million, up almost 120% from the same quarter in the previous year. Uh, their, their second quarter production was about 337,000 barrel of, barrels of oil equivalent per day, up 7% year over year. And they're firmly on track, they say, to grow their, 20, their production this year, uh, 30% over 2017 numbers. So that would put them in the 400,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day to 425,000 per day. And what they've done is they pursued a, a market diversification strategy, and this has really helped their pricing. So for Canadian oil, um, you're, you're essentially producers receive a, a very deep discount, but in Canada has diversified outside of the, of the Canadian market um, into the Permian Basin in the U.S., and that's really helped them achieve higher prices per barrel on average. So the, the, the debt's a little higher than we would like to see. Um, trades at about seven and a half times current year's cash flow, which is uh, not bad, not, not particularly ridiculously cheap either. But, you know, a, a company, it's, it's interesting because I remember in Canada from years back, and it, it was once a, a pure play natural gas company, and they really got hit hard for several years. There was just nothing but negative news coming out on them when natural gas prices declined after the financial crisis. And what they decided to do is, is diversify into becoming a, uh, also an oil producer as well. So this, is, this has worked well for them. Uh, the companies, the, the stock price has traded in a range over the last couple of years. I would say that, that, that it looks like it has some promise. One of the things that we do look for are companies that are growing their production as opposed to just benefiting from from increases in commodity prices. But for us at Keystone, being fundamental analysts, we don't like the commodity sensitivity of these types of businesses. So if, for example, oil prices um, start to take a slide going into the future, there's really very little in Canada can do to protect themselves from that. Even if they are increasing production, that may not be, be enough. So for Keystone, this isn't a company that we would pursue. Um, the, the financials don't look that bad, but the market's not liking something over the last couple of weeks. So we, uh, we have it as our dog. That's a great summary. I'm going to move quickly on now into our star of the week. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. 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 Is Terago Inc., symbol TGO on the TSX. Uh, what does Terago do? 
Well, they have over 3,000 business customers uh, on a cloud network offering five data centers in the greater Toronto area, the greater Vancouver area, and Kelowna, and they own and manage an IP network. Now, they are the big driver, however, uh, what has really been driving the share price uh, and, and in anticipation is this, is the potential in 5G wireless technology. Now, 5G technology is expected to be upwards of 40 times faster than traditional millimeter wave transmission technology. Terago is one of the largest holders of millimeter wave spectrum in Canada's largest markets. Uh, so this has been driving uh, speculation that there could be tremendous business opportunity here for Terago going forward to unlock these assets. Now, the company announced on June 18th that it had closed a $6.9 million bought deal financing. Uh, they plan to use the proceeds to fund the acquisition of six 24 gigahertz spectrum licenses which it is currently leasing, which they were, and then they announced they had entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Mobile Exchange on September 21st for $5.7 million. And uh, in fact, Mobile Exchange are the owners of the 24 gigahertz licenses they're applying to acquire and are currently leasing. So had the option, exercise this option to buy those licenses, which uh, they had... Uh, acquired that option option years ago and now are moving forward on that. This has uh, really, really generated a tremendous amount of interest in the stock. Now, it isn't from the underlying numbers that this company is seeing uh, right now that is seeing uh, growth in its stock. Revenues for the last quarter were actually down 2%, and the company had a net loss in the quarter of around $0.10 cents from a net loss of $0.08 cents in the same period of last year. Adjusted EBITDA was up 4%, but just marginally to $3.1 million from $3 million. So there is, it is EBITDA positive, but uh, fundamentally the core revenues uh, in the core business, there's not a, hot, a hell of a lot to get excited about. Revenue in EBITDA has remained static for a number of years, and losses have increased slightly. The underlying story again here is is the company's move into the Canadian 5G market. As a relatively early mover, as far as the Canadian market goes, it places Terra Firma in the forefront of the next generation of wireless communication. The market has recognized this, but the magnitude of the opportunity here is very difficult to quantify with any degree of certainty. The market sees strong potential, and the gains over the last week have shown you what kind of potential they show, and they make Terago our star of the week. But it is very difficult to ascertain really the value of these underlying assets, and you're certainly not seeing it in the financials right now. No, certainly if I were to just look at the financials, uh, there wouldn't be much that would impress me. No. So, I, you know, it is something that if you, you know, want to speculate, have some exposure to 5G, uh, you know, there there is an option there. Uh, we have a company that we recommend that is profitable, that has some exposure to 5G as well right now to our clients. And we upgraded that company earlier this year. Uh, that we believe is in a better financial position. This may be a unique opportunity where they're unlocking some of their assets there, but uh, right now it's difficult to value from a fundamental perspective, so we'll just watch the company at this stage. 
That's going to put a wrap on a quick show this week. Uh, again, I'd like to encourage you to hit us up on all our social media channel- channels. Keep asking us questions for our Your Stock, Our Take segment, and we'll keep answering those. We keep getting more and more every week, which we're thankful for. And uh, again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for co-hosting with me and wish our investors out there and all our listeners profitable investing. Thank you. Profitable investing.